Hi everybody, welcome to Rob Evans 365. It's day number 1867. So it's a Monday morning. I had eight hours and 21 minutes sleep last night. I went to bed early. I slept super solidly. And uh, so it's Monday. And uh, I've got some clients coming in um, shortly, well, about 54 minutes. And I thought I'd just get out and uh, stretch the legs first thing in the morning. Yeah, the, the Monday blues, it's a real thing, right? You've had a couple of days off, worked hard up until Friday for most people. And then uh, you, you spend some time doing either something, a lot of what it is that you like to do, which is not normally your work and you're starting to unwind and, and chill out and you get back to Monday and it's like, oh man, really, do I have to do this work? And you start thinking about plans for retirement and all that kind of stuff. Or just staying at home and continuing doing what you were doing on Monday. And I'm sure this is certainly true in Australia. Uh, statistically, the most uh, sick days, like day of the week, sick days taken uh, in Australia, it would be Monday, and then probably closely followed by a Friday uh, to give people the extra long weekend, but um, certainly a Monday. And from talking to my, my business owners that I have as clients, uh, they all agree that Monday's the day when people will take the day off with a, a fake sickie, if you like. And so it's a real, it's a real thing. So how do you get fired up on a Sunday night to get excited about what it is that you're doing on Monday so that you can create this great momentum for yourself and, and you know, really attack the week with vigour and passion. I think one of the, the problems is that most people are stuck doing things that they don't really love that much. So they're going to uh, their jobs and doing them and they're going because of the money and they're not really going for any other reason, which is such a shame. And look, I mean, it took me 19 years to work out what it was that I knew that I should be doing. Uh, but when I found it, that's when the whole world changed. You know, it feels like you never work again. And people say, hey, you work so much. It's like, well, actually I don't. It's not work, it's, it's just what I love doing. And uh, that's the true gift, to, to be able to find that. Uh, but it's, um, it, it's a challenge. Um, it's like I say, it took me 19 years, and most people never find it. Why? Because they don't have the courage to be, to be searching, to be asking the questions, to be staying hungry and, and doing those things. So let's just say that... So here's a great example. Uh, so I had to go into the supermarket on Saturday and if you look at the people that are working in the supermarket who are most of the people working in the supermarket they're normally kids right they're kids that are you got the odd adult but they're usually kids that are on the uh, the checkouts if they're not you know on a self-serve uh, it's normally the kids that are stacking the shelves at night with some level of adult supervision and uh, do you think that in those jobs they're thinking yes I absolutely love being this, you know, career shelf stacker or career person at the checkouts. No. And unfortunately, well, or fortunately, 
uh, the senior management, they know that too, and they churn through these young kids at a phenomenal rate, um, but they don't hang around. And so, so there's a, a good example. You go to a lot of uh, these um, like fast food places, again, who are most of the people working there? They're kids. You go to, and, and it's normally hospitality, right? There's a lot of kids that are working in those environments. But then you've also got a lot of adults working in uh, all kinds of different jobs that are just dissatisfied, providing poor level of service. Like retail is another example. And I'm sure you've all experienced those really poor customer service experiences. And why are they really poor customer service experiences? Because the person doesn't truly care that much. It's not their business. They're just like there to collect a paycheck. And I'm generalizing here. And they don't see it as a career. So therefore they're like, whatever. I don't really care that much. That's the reality of it. Uh, now, you then go behind the scenes in offices and there are so many people in various roles that just do not do their best because they don't love the work and they're just stuck there. They're just stuck. They don't know how to do anything differently. So here's the thing, here's my tips. And all this will revolve back to getting rid of those Monday blues. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing right now. It really doesn't. But if you see what it is that you're doing right now as a step in your stairway to success, then you'll start to look at what you're doing each and every day and what you're doing right now in this moment very, very differently. If you see that your job that you're doing right now is never going to take you anywhere, then I guarantee you, you're gonna turn up being very dissatisfied. But when, if I use this example for me, I went to university to become an accountant. So I got a Bachelor of, a bachelor of Business in Accounting. I then moved to Melbourne to work for Coobus and Lybrand. In my first, golly, I think it was six weeks I was sent to Cooper's uh, share registry division and for weeks and weeks, and this is no exaggeration, all I did was pulled out staples. I'm not joking. I pulled out staples. Well, why did I have to do that? Because they were just starting to, oh golly, I think they were just starting to introduce this concept of um, tax file numbers. And so there's a lot of paperwork. It was like, this is back in 1990, right? So we had to microfiche and all that kind of stuff. So my job was to pull out stables and we had thousands and thousands and thousands of pieces of paper. And you think, well, I had uh, studied all these years and I'm now moved to Melbourne. I'm working for one of the biggest accounting firms in the world. and they're asking you to pull out staples. Now, the way that I looked at it was, was, I see how this is just a thing that I need to do for a few weeks. If I make a really, really good impression here, 
and I do the best job that I can and I really love the process and I, I connect with the other people and we yeah, really have a lot of fun during this, then that will put me in good stead for uh, what comes next. And I did such a good job with it that they kept asking me back. Now, the irony in all that is, so it, as I say, it lasted about six weeks and I started to go out on all the jobs. The irony of all that was I probably enjoyed my time there doing that way more than I did uh, out on some of the work jobs uh, that I went to um, because I, I was just so not made for doing a lot of that work. Anyway, my point here is if you see it as being dead end, it will be dead end and you will not think about it connecting you to that next step. Another little story, I, I used to work with a, a couple of people that were, it was in my last position, and I was uh, given these two people and they didn't want to be in the positions they were because the place they were, the business unit they were working previously was made effectively redundant. And so they were sitting there in these jobs for I think it was about 18 months uh, with no accountability at all, not doing anything and just turning up to work each day and doing literally whatever they wanted to on their computers. And so then I was given them and we were a high performance team, right? So you can imagine the challenges that I had in convincing these people that we had to set a standard for everybody else. Now this didn't happen overnight because you can't just change someone's mind just, you know, just like that when they've conditioned themselves over such a long period of time to be unproductive. And I remember sitting down with both of them, but um, the young guy uh, was more of a, a challenge than uh, the, the lady I was working with. And I said to him, I was trying to understand what it was that he saw his future direction and trying to understand if what he was doing right now was anything closely resembling what it was that he wanted or it was so far apart that it was really difficult. Now, through that process, I got to understand that uh, he had these certain skills uh, in web, uh, you know, like web development and, and that kind of stuff, and that's where he wanted to go. And I said, well, if you can truly see that what you're doing here is a step towards getting to that dream position that you want to get to, I said, you'll find that you show up here differently. I said, if you, you might be hanging out for that dream position, but if you're turning up here and you're not putting in your best effort, you're not focused, you're not interested, you know, you're, you're peeving people off because you're under delivering and yet not in a, a good space and you're seen as wasting time and all that kind of stuff I said that is definitely not going to help you to get to that next level and I used the example of within the organization and in the context of web development I said we have a web development department I said Think about this, you put your best foot forward, you do a great job. I said, I'm never going to hold you back. I said, in fact, what I would do is I'd give you my highest recommendation to go wherever it is that you wanted to. And if you wanted to go to this web place, then I'd be the first one 
you go and speak to them and say, look, you've done such a great job here. You're a valuable member of the team. This is how much you've grown, your focus, your dedication, your work ethic, all of those things that people really want uh, in the reliability and the dedication of a staff member. I said, I will be there doing that for you. But I said, it's up to you to see that this is a step in that direction. And anyway, we, we did a couple of other things uh, amongst the, we had a small, small team to start with and um, I did a couple of exercises with them to help them uh, realise what we had to do to, to change their, their mindsets and to create a great team together, even if right now they didn't feel like they were in the right place so that we could be making the difference and be the like tip of the spear in our business improvement in our area which was responsible for like 650 staff or something so uh, it worked and it didn't like I say happen overnight but it absolutely worked and I remember um, both of them coming back to me and and saying that I remember when you know you said these things to me that yeah, that really did help uh, change my my outlook and uh, the young guy he said look it it also had a, an impact on the way that uh, I was at home as well. He said, because I was, I was not happy at home, I was angry at home, I was, you know, being grumpy and, and stuff to his partner. And uh, he said it's really made a big change uh, for me. So I don't know whether he's still there, but he certainly remained there for a number of years afterwards. And, uh, you know, his life completely changed. Now... This is the challenge for you, to see that it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're working in a fish and chip shop right now. Well, see that as an opportunity for you to do the best that you can, have a great work ethic, practice your customer service, practice being polite, practice being a building uh, relationships, practice you know, trying to understand how the business works, try to understand about weekly sales, daily sales, nightly sales, whatever it is. See if you can get an insight into how the business is performing, all those sorts of things. What are the behind the scenes things that have to happen to to grow uh, this business, to to make it successful. Uh, You can always learn from good experiences and bad experiences. You you watch the management style of the, you know, the people around you and say, wow, that's that makes me feel good, that doesn't make me feel good. What's this person's management style like? What, what doesn't work about that? What does work about that? How do you keep improving yourself? How do you keep getting more skills? All those sorts of things. And just see it as a, a step in that next role that you're going to get to. Just see it as a next step. When you do that, your whole life will change. It really will because you'll show up differently because you'll realise that, yes, this may not be my dream job right now, but I can see that it's going to take me to where it is that I want to get to. I had to do this for 19 years. Like just thinking, is this the job? Is this the job? What am I going to be doing? And that's the other key, remaining hungry. Keep asking yourself the questions what is it that you're going to do that's going to uh, you know, bring you that, that love uh, in your life, in, 
uh, through your career? And I just kept asking myself that question over and over and over again. And in that 19 years, so I went through a whole range of different roles until I realised that I wasn't going to find the role that that was going to do it for me. I needed to create it myself. And it was a huge challenge in, in terms of uh, setting up a business. It was a huge risk. It was massively stepping outside my comfort zone because I never thought I had the skills or I'd be good enough to run my own business or make enough money uh, in my business to do it. And I've becoming a different stage in my life now. I would, I would not start from scratch again now. Uh, I've worked too hard to achieve what it is that I'm, I've achieved now. And I absolutely would not start from scratch. Um, but back then, I was like, even though I think I was 40, I'm like, okay, let's go. This feels right. I haven't looked back. I really haven't. So you've got the same opportunities out there. You just got to stay focused. And that will give you the best chance of never having Monday blues again. That's my thought for the day. Stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. I'll see you tomorrow.